Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. So here we go. and welcome to or welcome back to being better podcast i'm very happy you're here and of course i hope you're having an amazing day and i also hope that you are rested after this easter break and if you are celebrating easter and if not that you just had a nice weekend my family celebrated this year just by having a meal together and cooking and eating and it was very nice to relax and forget about the whole world we also went to the mountains for a couple of days so i hiked a lot and i just completely forgot about my calendar and anything work related and it felt nice i was reading a novel but it wasn't anything like amazing and great so I'm not going to make that my recommendation but I was listening to a new podcast called No Stupid Questions by Stephen Doubtner and Angela Duckworth. Stephen is the author of the beloved Freakonomics books and Freakonomics radio and Angela is a psychologist and author of Grit, which is a book about the power of passion and perseverance. And she also did a TED talk all about it. They are both incredible people with very immersive and interesting backgrounds, which makes their conversations packed with insights, research studies, and answers to questions like Do we? actually learn from failure uh, how do you know if people don't like you which matters more a first or last impression or is optimism a luxury good you can find out all about these questions and this, the answers to these questions and much much more by listening to their podcast personally i absolutely felt in love with their show and I think that is because it is basically made for people like me as I've said many times before I am a extremely curious person and I love to learn new things about the human condition and the society but also about genetics or nutrition or space and when I was a kid, I used to ask a lot of questions, which made the adults around me very annoyed, and I get it. And today, I still do think of a lot of questions during my day, but now I just sometimes don't ask them out loud, because I feel like I might be a bit self-conscious about the fact that I don't know the answers, which is a quality that I'm trying to get rid of. And I think that this show called No Stupid Questions is a reminder to me that staying curious and asking questions is only a sign that I am a smart person who is eager to learn and to improve so if you're all caught up with the being better podcast while you are waiting for new episodes to be released check out no stupid questions because i think you will 
love these insightful conversations. And now let's get into the topic of this week's episode. And I come to you today with a kind of a hot take, which is that motivation doesn't exist, or at least not in the sense that we think it does. The definition from Oxford Dictionary was that motivation is a desire or willingness to do something or enthusiasm to do something. So most people think of motivation as this force that suddenly appears out of thin air or that some people are just born with while others don't and that this force makes us want to do things and it is believed that it makes us energized or confident and just ready to work and well in my opinion that is bullshit i mean first of all let's settle this one very very common misconception and explain the most important thing that i'm going to talk about today which is that motivation is a product of our actions and not their cause it's not the spark but it's the fire we don't just wake up and suddenly feel like working and you know if we wait for this feeling of eagerness or of energy to work suddenly appear this anticipation of motivation will turn or will most likely turn into procrastination Instead, you have to think of motivation as the feeling you get when you practice something for a while, you see your progress, and you want to keep going. Like, let's take playing guitar as an example. When you start playing the guitar, you learn two chords and you play a little song with these two chords. Then you want to keep improving and this feeling of, you know, happiness and being proud and excited this is motivation and this kind of motivation seeing how you improved makes you want to you know keep improving it and and play more or if you didn't learn the chords you might have also seen someone else play and think you know with a little practice i can do that as well so let's practice uh, but this kind of motivation is kind of stepping onto the zone of inspiration a little uh, but you have to remember that you will feel no extreme force of excitement or willingness to do something before you actually take action. So there is a book about this whole concept and it is titled straightforwardly The Motivation Myth. Its author is Jeff Hayden and he writes that motivation is not the spark but it is the fire that starts burning after you manly painfully coax it into existence and it feeds on the satisfaction of seeing yourself make progress he also writes that motivation is the pride that you take in the work you have done and then fueling your willingness to do more he says that when you aren't feeling motivated do the easiest thing first and get it out of the way because the aversion to hard goes away once you break a sweat. I mean, it's very simple if you think about it. Improving feels good. It breeds confidence, which is then creating a feeling of competence. And if you are feeling confident and competent about 
playing the guitar for example you will play more and then you will improve and then you will feel even more confident and on and on and and then you can see how it becomes a cycle and very very good one actually Hayden also discusses how we should approach failures and weaknesses he writes Hide from your weaknesses and you will always be weak. Accept your weaknesses and work on them and you will be stronger and more motivated to improve. And this is very important when it comes to invoking motivation because we have to focus on our small wins and improvements but also notice our weaknesses and still making sure that we are not discouraged by them. I mean, if you see what you're doing wrong in, for example, your golf swing, then you will know what to correct and you will improve even faster, which will then result in the feeling of motivation. But if you fail at noticing where you fall short, it's going to be really hard to have these little successes and these small improvements and to know you know, where you have to practice a bit more. Because, you know, it's very simple. If you don't know what are you failing at, you don't know what to improve. And then if you don't improve, you don't have motivation. And the second biggest misconception about motivation is that a lot of us think, myself included, we think that there are people who are dismotivated all the time and that they are, you know, seemingly perfect quote motivated people like I don't know Bill Gates or Matt Diavella or Tim Ferriss but you know let me share a secret with you there are no always motivated people I mean no one is I promise you I mean I read a lot of books about accomplished people I watched a lot of interviews and I even interviewed some of them myself and there are no people that just wake up and feel like hey let's do the thing I hate the most in the world no there are just people who are either enjoying really enjoying what they're doing or that are so driven that they don't care if they enjoy it but you know I wouldn't say that this is a healthy and sustainable way to live The thing is that we all feel resistance when it comes to doing the things we don't really enjoy. We can feel inspired for a short period of time or just feel a wave of energy because on that particular day we are more than usually rested. But there is no person who is, you know, quote, just motivated all the time. And now I also want to talk about why motivation and the most common meaning of the word, you know, the meaning I read uh, from the dictionary, why it is so unreliable. And well, the first reason is something I mentioned earlier, which is that waiting for motivation to finally come and appear out of thin air is a way of procrastination or it can quickly become that I mean it is easy to lay on the bed and say I am not motivated to go to the gym right now but maybe I will be later but as I've said before you won't be until you go to the gym and the same goes for inspiration by the way a lot of artists 
say that they are waiting with their creation for inspiration or for the muse to come. They're not writing their book or painting their next masterpiece because it hasn't yet come to them in their sleep and this kind of behavior is giving the power and the control over your life to some kind of external force and in my opinion this is this can be extremely dangerous i am a person with an internal locus of control which is a psychological term to describe someone who believes that they have control over a lot of factors of their lives and i am that person which is why i don't believe in external forces such such as motivation i don't believe in them and i don't rely on them with my work or my personal goals so you know relying on these external forces such as motivation or help from others or even the weather takes the power away from you i mean one of my favorite sayings is that there is no such thing as bad weather there is only inappropriate clothing something like that you know motivation might come but it also might not inspiration might come but it also might not and success and improvement may come but they also may not so if you want to get something done or achieve a particular goal make sure it isn't dependent on any or at least not many external factors which aren't under your control such as motivation even the motivation that I've talked about the motivation that comes from success or seeing your improvement. It is still not good to rely on this kind of motivation, you know. Even if this motivation is just the happiness and dopamine that you feel when you've learned something, it still is not reliable. Uh, but you might ask if we shouldn't rely on motivation then what we should rely on and if motivation is something that is unreliable then what is reliable and these are great questions thank you for asking uh well the answer is very simple what you need is discipline and i know that self-discipline can be hard and it's a word that a lot of people really try to avoid but the great thing is that you only need to rely on discipline at the beginning so for example let's take my running workouts because you know as many other people a lot of the time I don't feel eager to work out I mean it is sometimes pretty hard to get yourself to run 15 kilometers when you don't even feel like getting up and sometimes I feel that but I've learned over the years not to rely on motivation but on discipline uh, so I push past these tempting thoughts to just sit under my blanket and I use discipline to make myself at least change into running clothes and put my hair up because you know for my brain it is scary to think about this big training and so the whole trick is to hack your brain and focus on the one small thing at a time 
Uh, so I put my hair up and get my phone ready and then eventually I will start running. And interestingly enough, uh, the motivation shows up as I run uh, because I am proud of myself that I went out and started running and I also want uh, the run to go great. So then the dopamine and the energy and motivation, whatever you want to call it, it starts to appear as as I run. So you don't have to push yourself through the whole process. But, you know, just at the beginning, I know that also there are some people that tell themselves that if they work out for at least three minutes, that then they can stop. But when they do these three minutes, it's very, very rare that they actually quit. They say that it's actually easier to keep going and keep doing the workout than to quit. So if that sounds like it might work for you, then try it. I mean, it's a great way to slowly build up that muscle of discipline. And I've been very critical uh, about motivation in this episode. But I think, you know, when you see the motivation as um, the force that you get the happiness and the dopamine you get from improving, it can be useful. So I want to talk about it more and and talk about how we can invoke it also. So like I've said, the only motivation we can really feel is created when we see our own progress or if the thing that we do induces some pleasant feelings or emotions. So in big short, the only way to become a quote motivated person is to either slowly get better at the activity or fall in love with doing that activity and since sometimes we don't have the control over making big improvement I think the key is doing what you enjoy or making the activities you don't really enjoy more fun if you want to be more motivated to work out for instance make sure that you are doing a form of exercise that you enjoy which you know for you might be hiking or ballet or pilates or golf or I don't know whatever you you like and when it comes to creating the motivation with improvement and with success I think it's important to notice your small seemingly minor successes and take your wins when you get them if you have to compare yourself uh, compare yourself with your previous self you can be very surprised how much you improved as since the first time you did a particular activity like um, for example riding a bike I mean it's really a shame that we don't notice how great we became at riding a bike and that we can now bike through uneven terrain or rocky paths I mean remember that you once were using training wheels and now you can you know go through kilometers and 100 kilometers of road and it's easy for you I think you know if that is not motivating then I don't know what is so Sometimes, you know, we say that, but I'm not improving. So how can I be motivated at playing the guitar? For example, I am, I still suck at playing the guitar. I think 
we have to find these little successes and notice them because actually you are and each time you're doing something if you want to invoke the feeling of motivation i think it's nice to congratulate yourself that you showed up for this practice even if you are as good as you were yesterday you are doing an improvement just because you showed up for the practice and you can be proud of yourself just for showing up and i think making sure that you see your small successes is uh, the key here and at the end i guess i want to also have a brief disclaimer because i know that some people might come at me and say that if i think motivation is a myth then why do i say that um for example, I hope this can be motivating or I feel very motivated today. So when I use the word motivation in this sense, I use it as a synonym for the word inspiration or feeling energized to tackle whatever action that is discussed, but energized uh, from more of a physical standpoint. So, you know, before you get mad at me for using the word motivation, just just remember about that. I don't mean um, motivation in the sense of this mysterious force that suddenly appears. I mean it in the way of inspiration because I don't really believe in motivation, but I think inspiration is a very, very real thing and force but that is a topic for a whole another episode so that is it for me roasting motivation if you have some thoughts about this topic then let me know you can email me using the address podcast.beingbetter at gmail.com or you can find us on instagram and then you can send me all of your opinions about this topic and many other basically you can dm me with whatever it is that you are thinking about and now let's move on to the insight of this week and i want to talk about um my content consuming routine because like i've said i don't know how many times on this show i am a curious person and i really like um learning and i just am very you know interested in those uh, small snippets of knowledge so i really enjoy watching vox documentaries or reading um popular science articles you know just listening to podcasts and uh, learning in these fast and small doses uh, of knowledge but i've realized that i actually remember and acquire only a small part of uh, the knowledge or the topic that I've read about. And I think it was actually Angela Duckworth that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. I think I've heard her talk about um, that this kind of quick and fast learning that we do from just these documentaries or um you episodes about i don't know the fungi or uh whatever i was watching recently these kind of fast and quick doses of knowledge are a lot like fast food but they are just like fast food for our mind 
so you know they satisfy us for a small second but they are not really nourishing and i think i've i I just found that very very interesting because i've always thought that the way to go now to be a person who is knowledgeable in a lot of different areas the way to go is to you know read the the science section of the new york times magazine uh, every day and you know watch these vox documentaries or um just you know netflix documentaries every single week and i thought that this is the way to go but it actually you know if you think about the, the amount of knowledge that you actually acquire and remember from these small snippets and these fast food i guess learning there there's not a lot of things that you remember sure it makes you it's better to learn this way than to do nothing i mean for sure but um angela said and i am not sure i agree with her 100 percent. but i think it's um interesting that she said that a better way to to learn is to take a book and spend a week reading it and you don't have to read it quickly you can read it a bit and then you can think about the concept and think about it critically and think about where you agree with the author and where you don't and just sit with that book and really digest the knowledge for a while and then this will result in you really remembering for a long time what this book was about and remembering about the topic and uh, remembering how you felt about the topic and I've just found that interesting because I've like I said I've never thought of it this way and I've always thought that you know I should learn as much as I can about as many topics as, as I can as quickly as I can so um YouTube was like I've always, you know, when I was, you know, having a lunch break, I would just put on some kind of uh, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, like popular science video about, um, I don't know, geology or medicine or RNA or something like that. And yeah, I just recently found that I don't remember a lot of the things that I've uh, read about, um, so I guess it is kind of like uh, like fast food and there are no shortcuts. <laughs> and I guess I have to remember about that because each time we think we can take a shortcut when it comes to, um, you know, fast fashion or fast food or fast learning. I guess I can name this problem fast learning. Uh, it is actually not, you know, it satisfies you for a short period of time and you feel proud because, you know, you spend your uh, lunch break learning about something and you it feels nice, you know, it feels good, you feel, I don't know, productive. I mean, I don't know if it, for me, feels productive per se, but it is just, it is, it feels nice, but, you know, for just a quick amount of time because then you forget all about it. I mean, if you asked me, at the end of the day, what I was watching during my lunch break, I will not. I would not be able to tell you a lot of the time. So, I guess I have to switch a bit uh, from this fast food type of 
consuming and learning to actually spending some time with one topic and really digesting it and and critically looking at what the author has to say about it and I know it might not be um, convenient and sometimes I mean I will for sure still watch these small documentaries but I will not rely on them I think sometimes they're nice entertainment but I will not approach them as a way of sustainably learning something that I will remember my whole life I will still probably use it as entertainment but not I guess my main way of learning that was a bit rambly but I hope that you've also found it interesting that is it for today's episode I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope it was nice Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you very, very soon. is written, edited and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the show notes or visit our Instagram page, which you can also find in the show notes or you can just search Being Better Podcast. If you want to support the show, there are a couple of ways to do that. The first one is just to tell your friends and family about the show and tell them that you like it and that they should listen to it as well. You can also share it on your social media platforms. And another way to support the show is to write a review, rate and subscribe to the podcast because that helps new listeners find the show as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you in the next one.